It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings fans, I know everybody's frustrated. Everybody's frustrated with what happened with the end of the season, but think about the Eagles. Think about the Cowboys. These were supposed to be the best of the best. Things can change in a blink of an eye. Coordinators, coaches, situations, injuries, injuries, right? I'm wearing the Captain America shirt. We're going to talk about who should be the captain of the Minnesota Vikings in 2024. Is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Caleb Williams? Is it J.J. McCarthy? Is it, will the next quarterback please stand up? We'll talk about all that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Thank you guys for joining me on a beautiful, cold Tuesday morning in Minneapolis. Wherever you're listening from, I hope it's warmer than here. It's about negative six degrees when I got up this morning around 6.30 a.m. Freezing cold, but hopefully the sun's going to come out because the sun will come out tomorrow. And that's what you Vikings fans need to understand. The sun is going to come out tomorrow and the next day it could be worse because you could be an Eagles fan right now or a Cowboys fan and you have no idea what's happening with your head coach but before we jump into the show I want everybody to know today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started and there's a lot of playoff parlays still to be had mine were completely ripped apart because I picked the Eagles I picked the Cowboys (laughs) I I mean, so many, you know, let me just get Sam Ekstrom to the show. He's he's uh my producer, Sam Ekstrom, my co-host, uh, the guy that's been with me on this entire trip. You see us both uh on the round table. Uh, I joined him on Thursdays, Thursdays on the Minnesota Football Party, and Sam's also on the Minnesota Football Party. So if you're looking for something else to listen to, please check out all the content on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Again, we got the round table. We have post-game pressers after every single game for the twins wild wolves and of course the vikings for the for those that joined uh this season win or lose we're going to give you honest opinions of this team again i'm ron johnson that's sam Ekstrom. sam thanks for joining me today sam yeah. the minnesota vikings so a lot of people I, I i i love watching twitter during playoffs because you you see the sharks circling and his blood is in the water and all season people were talking about the Vikings need a more mobile quarterback. That's where I'm going to start. I'm wearing the Captain America shirt today, again, as I stated, because we got to find a captain. And with the real Minnesota Vikings quarterback, please stand up. That's a little tribute to Eminem from my hometown, Detroit, Michigan. Excited for the Detroit Lions. You guys get to host another game because the, the Cowboys, clearly the refs cheated you and tried to give the Cowboys the two seed. The Packers took care of business to help you out. They have to now travel to uh, the 49ers. And you now get the Buccaneers, thanks to the Eagles and Nick Sirianni and that absolute terrible, terrible game handling the blitz. Imagine 
a team, Sam, that has a quarterback, not mobile, can throw the ball, has a defense that blitzes at an unseen rate in the playoffs <laughs> versus the Eagles, Sam, whether they hosted or they had to travel to Philly. I think, Sam, I don't know if you noticed this, I think the Minnesota Vikings could have pulled that off. I think they could have beat the Eagles. They only lost to the Eagles by one score at the start of the season because last year, the year before that, they had got blown out by the Eagles. So everybody's like, okay, you have no shot. Eagles were Super Bowl contenders, should have been champions. But this year, it all fell apart. A.J. Brown didn't play. He's taking everything off his social media that says Eagles. Jason Kelsey looks like he's going to retire. Brandon Graham is headed towards his 15th season. Who knows? Is he And he's from Detroit as well. Shout out to Detroit again. Uh, Brandon Graham might retire. You got Fletcher Cox. I mean, they got a lot of old, long-in-the-tooth guys. And so, and Darius Slay got hurt. So who knows what he's going to do? He's getting a little older too. But Sam, blitzing. Blitzing. Blitzing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. That's what the Minnesota Vikings would have done to the Eagles. They would have blitzed them just like the Buccaneers. Now, could Kirk Cousins have made the same plays Baker Mayfield made? (laughs) Yes. Seriously? Justin Jefferson? Jordan Addison? I don't know about TJ Hawkinson because he would have probably gotten hurt anyway. So you don't have TJ Hawkinson, but you have Johnny Munt? I mean... Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, and, Je- and uh, Justin Jefferson could have done exactly what the Buccaneers did. It was nothing. I mean, other than Mike Mike Evans, Mike Evans is special. We know that. But I don't know if you watched this, but it was a lot of like, like, oh, I see the blitz. I'm throwing it up in the air. Go make this play for me. Or, hey, this guy missed this tackle. Just run after the catch. Sounds like a Jordan Addison to me. Sounds like a Justin Jefferson to me. Run after the catch. A lot of a lot of too high quarters coverage. Um, giving the, the receivers a lot of space. Just take what you got. Ty Chandler, you don't have to run a ton. Just run every once in a while. What the Buccaneers did. They put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands. If you think Baker Mayfield is better than Kirk Cousins, you're crazy. But again, we're not going to talk about injuries because injuries are a part of the game. It, they, they talked about Mike Evans. I don't know if you listen to the broadcast, Sam, but they talked about that. They said Mike Evans doing what he did. Thousand-yard season, every season he's ever played, is unheard of. Why? Because of injury. Because of injury. Guys don't last that long. They don't stay healthy that long. This guy is headed towards 12,000 yards. 94 touchdowns. Hall of Famer. I mean, with those numbers, he has to be in the Hall of Fame. He has to be. Mm-hmm. Like, those numbers alone. He has a Super Bowl. Like, he won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. He's now headed to Detroit. After watching that, I don't know. I mean, Detroit looks good. Detroit did beat Tampa Bay early on, but they could beat them. But Sam, when you look at the NFC North, Packers win, Lions win, Eagles loss, Cowboys loss. It's all about just getting there. Just get to the playoffs. Get there and see what happens. And so, so many people are saying, oh, the Vikings are doomed because the the, the Lions are winning and the Packers are winning. Sam, there's room for a 17. Could have been the Vikings. If they had taken care of business, you look at the nine and eight Buccaneers, even though they won their division, so they got the four seed, but you look at the Rams as well. You look at the Packers as well. The Vikings are right there. They're right there. It was injury after injury, after injury, after injury, after injury. They put the Vikings to where they're at right now.
But Sammy, your opinion. I say no. I think the Vikings are just fine. I think a healthy Kirk Cousins. Again, I'm sticking with Captain Kirk. I think you you do draft a quarterback, though, and you use the formula where you see what the Packers have done. Literally wash, rinse, and repeat. Brett Favre drafted Aaron Rodgers, sat behind him, goes to the Jets, Aaron Rodgers takes over. Aaron Rodgers drafted Jordan Love, sat behind Aaron Rodgers, goes to the Jets. Jordan Love looks good. The Packers have figured it out. The Vikings, I hope, follow suit, draft a quarterback, sit behind Kirk Cousins for two years, take over. And now you have a, a serviceable quarterback. But Sam, do you feel like the Vikings' NFC North status, I guess you want to call it, or, or perception or rankings are in trouble because of what you saw from the Lions and the Packers? Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Um, I am concerned that all these other teams around them at some point have gone through a big trade-off where Aaron Rodgers gets traded, Matthew Stafford gets traded, yeah. um, the Bears sold everybody, and they all got this influx of young talent, bunch of draft picks, they're young, they got cheaper, and all of them are ascending. That's the problem, is that they're all on this curve, they're going up, 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 and here are the Vikings kind of in no man's land we're not we're, we're an expensive team. Yeah. Our young talent has mixed mixed reviews. I wouldn't say we have an influx of young talent just waiting to emerge. So I don't see that trajectory with us. However, Ron, there is some momentum right now for the veteran quarterback to lead you if conditions are right. Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield, finding new life in Tampa, Joe Flacco in Cleveland. So it's not impossible the Vikings could win if they just keep riding it out with Kirk Cousins, but conditions would have to be really, really good. Um, I'm I'm torn. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about how good Jordan Love looks. I'm worried about how the Lions might be an NFC uh, championship game team after they beat the Buccaneers next week. Yeah. Bears Bears looked great late in the season. Well, they've got the number one pick, Ron. Like these teams aren't they're not just complacent here either. They're getting better. They have cap space. Like those are all the factors that I'm worried about. The Vikings that we don't have once we sign Jefferson and you know, Darisaw and Kirk, there's not a lot of cap space for the yeah. Vikings to to add. So that's what worries me. Yeah, and so when you think about the NFL draft, I think that's the key. Um the Chiefs, in my opinion, you know, you look at not say no name guys, but Rasheed Rice, you know, and, and you look at, you know, getting rid of Tyreek Hill. Everybody's like, oh, you're, you, that was dumb. You're never going to do it again. You're never going to look what they did. They were just fine. <laughs> like they won a Super Bowl. They're fine. Uh, you look at them now. They're back in it. Like they, they are kind of like the funniest thing I just saw was Nick Sirianni played the Chiefs and they beat them in like week 11. And he's screaming to the fans, shut the F up now. I don't want to hear anything else from Chiefs fans because the Chiefs beat them in the Super Bowl. So, one, they beat you in the Super Bowl, so they can still talk. You haven't beat them. Mm-hmm. You beat them in a play, a regular season game. doesn't matter. You're two different – you're AFC and NFC, so it doesn't affect either of your – you know, it does, I guess, technically where you could be, your overall, but it doesn't affect your division standings or anything like that. Chiefs. Going to do what they do. Now it's freezing cold. They did beat the Dolphins, and uh, Patrick Mahomes almost killed, got killed. But the Chiefs are still playing. The Eagles, on the other hand, since then went 2-6. and six. 
They were 10 and one, Sam. 10 and one went two and six. And now they're talking about firing their head coach. Or at least that's a speculation that his job is his security is out. When you think about this, Sam, if this were the Minnesota Vikings to have that type of meltdown, start off 10 and one, go two and six, losing first round of playoffs uh, as a five seed, I guess you want to say, because technically, um, who was higher than them? Who? Won- oh, the De- Cowboys. Cowboys was a two seed. And so if you think about that, the Vikings were to do that, Sam, people would have lost their mind here we go again he can't win in the playoffs Dak Prescott Cowboys two seed uh if that was the Vikings uh man we we should have won the Super Bowl I told y'all he can't do it Kirk Cousins can't do it is that like these teams they're not blaming Dak they're not blaming Jalen Hurts they're looking to the leaders why because they know these guys can get it done at some point we have to stop blaming players if they've done everything they possibly could, and now you look at what what was the problem? The Eagles, people are saying they weren't prepared for the blitz. Kind of looked like it. Also, they're without their uh, the the coach, quote unquote, offense. Shane Steichen, they got them there last year. He's with the Colts. Did pretty well with a couple ragtag quarterbacks. So play callers are important. Play callers are important. Kevin O'Connell, I think he has to improve. Like, that's where I'm going to start with this one. I think Kevin O'Connell has to improve on his play caller, watching the Buccaneers and taking the easy balls. Now, I don't know if that was Baker Mayfield's call. I don't know if that's him coming to the line of scrimmage and the coverage and being able to change. Or that was just the Eagles playing terrible, terrible defense. I don't know. But they were taking the easy stuff. And I feel like sometimes Kevin O'Connell is too much like the Eagles were at the end of that game where it was always boom or bust. Let's go for the big play. Let's try to hit uh, Devontae Smith. 50 yards down the field because it worked it did work once or twice but it's not going to always work you can't always go for the home run ball if you hit justin jefferson on a 50-yard touchdown and then you hit jordan addison on a 60-yard post just do some regular stuff now they're already scared of you now do some regular stuff do some outs do some curls do some hitches do some slants with the flats we call it a dragon like do some basic stuff and that's that's what i always wonder with with, with the play calling i think the defense they early on got destroyed. People were figuring out like, or not figuring out. I think the team was kind of like all over the place. Guys were not there. Guys were coming wide open. And then Brian Flores, I think settled in guys settled in and they started to understand this defense and what he's trying to get out of them. Kevin O'Connell, 13 and four. I'm, 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 I hate to say it out loud, but I'm, I, I kind of agree with Peter Bukowski. Now you can't live like that. You can't live where every single game needs a, heroic moment you can't you can't live that way you have to dominate you have to and i think that's what happened to the eagles eventually people started to figure out like your rpo i'm gonna just guard the the pass your quarterback is not gonna run for more than four or five yards if maybe less because he's gonna sit back and think he has a pass your offensive line is gonna end up screwing up running down the field let me just make you hold it for a little bit and then you have to throw it as a flag also, the refs were paying attention because the Eagles get away with that in their RPO. Can't go three, four yards down the field. You have to stay within one yard. And they constantly do that. And they constantly got away with it during the regular season. Playoffs, especially not at home. If you're at home, maybe they get away with that. They're on the road. Crowd's booing. Everybody's mad, yelling. The refs are paying attention. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a flag. So when you think about the Minnesota Vikings in this situation and what I think needs to improve, it has to be 
Kevin O'Connell's play selection. I think the plays are fine. It's when he calls them, why he calls them. Was he trying to get out of it? Somebody, I saw this Jay Gruden tweet. I don't know if you saw this tweet this morning or last night. Jay Gruden tweeted, to any quarterback I've ever had that I sent out there unprepared against the Blitz like the Eagles just did to Jalen Hurts, I apologize. Now, Robert Griffith made it personal, and then he said, like he put an emoji up there, like with the glasses looking over the eyes emoji, and then Jay Gruden replied, were you not prepared, Robert? And then... What he should have said was, Coach, I was prepared. I just wish we had. Like, you could have kept it civil. But clearly, Robert Griffith is sensational. He doesn't need anybody's help. He doesn't need friends of coaches. He doesn't have to be nice to everybody. And his response was, Coach, you told me you weren't prepared and didn't know how to handle a running and a passing quarterback like myself. So he kind of threw Jay Gruden under the bus to say, look, I could have done what Jalen Hurts could have did, and you you didn't have anything ready for me. You wanted me to be a quarterback that I am not. So with that said, it's not it's not as easy as people think. Like everybody wants Caleb Williams because he's a runner and everybody thinks like Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields can be. It's not easy. Lamar Jackson, Greg Roman. Like look at Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman. Now everybody's saying he might be an offensive coordinator somewhere else. You know, Greg Roman is going to, you know, possibly get a job with the Bears. And they're saying if he gets the Bears, Justin Fields is going to try to do what Lamar Jackson does. Calling plays is not easy, but also Baker Mayfield showed you, you don't have to run. You can sit here and still dice people up and win these games and your defense has to play well. And that's what the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers absolutely got after them. They didn't have free runners. And when they did, and when they went, man, you got a safety in in Antoine Winfield Jr. That can cover. You got corners that can cover. Did they get away with some stuff? A little bit, a little bit but they did their job. So Sam, Minnesota Vikings, Brian Flores, before we get to the next, because we got to, we got to, we're going to talk a little bit more about this off season. Uh, we're also going to talk about this NFL draft, but Sam, when you think about the Minnesota Vikings and NFC North Lions Packers, Jared Goff, another quarterback does not run Jordan love. I guess he can run, but he doesn't really run. The running quarterback in the NFC North is on the worst team. Now we can't blame the quarterback all for that. The team is bad. Coaching was bad. They also beat the Vikings. But I I think people are overthinking this. Kirk Cousins, healthy, down the stretch, wins those. Because those were the easy games we were talking about that were coming up. The Falcons and the Saints and, you know, the Raiders. Like, those were the easy games we had been talking about saying early on the Vikings had a tough schedule. We knew that. Eagles. Buccaneers. Like, people were, I mean, the Buccaneers are good. Like, we knew their defense was good. Eagles, Buccaneers, even though they didn't have Tom Brady, who cares? Eagles, Buccaneers. You know, you look at some of those Chiefs, even though they beat the Chiefs. 49ers. Like, we knew, and they beat the 49ers, but that wasn't with the whole team. But those are some of the tougher games we knew. Later, we're like, you got the Lions, you got the Packers, you got the Bears twice. You still, I mean, you got the Raiders, you got the Falcons, you got the Saints. Like, we knew it was going to get easier, kind of, in some of that. But they didn't have Kirk Cousins. They didn't have a guy that could just make easy throws, a guy that could read a defense and pick them apart. They didn't have a guy that can go for 300 yards without four interceptions because we know those quarterbacks could throw, but they threw the interceptions. So in my opinion, Sam, I think they're fine in the NFC North. I think like the Lions are going to continue on this path. They're young. Their quarterback, you said they have Jared Goff. I think the Packers, they, they got in because everybody else started losing. They did what they needed to do. They did close out the Vikings. They did win their next games. But 
and they they did beat I forgot who they uh, they beat the Buccaneers pretty bad or did the Buccaneers beat the Packers I can't remember that one the Buccaneers, Buccaneers the, I think beat the Packers yeah the Buccaneers beat the Packers I remember listening to that one and there was a lot of interceptions and turnovers but the Vikings or sorry the Packers did just enough and they did what they had to do to get in the playoffs and the Vikings did not and then the Packers also then went and did what they had to do against the Cowboys but I think the Vikings are just fine. I think, you know, them winning playoff games just makes just hopefully now, because I, I personally came into this season. I don't know if you did, but I thought it was only the Lions. I thought it was the Lions or the Vikings. And I had not, I didn't even think about the Packers. I get I, like the Bears for a reason, and we're right. But I didn't even give the Packers credit. When they beat the Packers early on, I think everybody kind of wrote them off and said, oh, here we go. Jordan Love's not good. Blah, blah, blah. Like this, hopefully, coming into the season now shows them you can't over, you can't, um, you can't under or overestimate, underestimate, sorry, underestimate. That's the word. You can't underestimate anybody in the NFC North. And I think that's fine. Like, that's fine. Look at the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. Yeah. But those three, they knew they couldn't take anybody. Like, they couldn't take nights off. You can't. Like, it's, it's not easy in that division. And so I think that's what the Vikings are now. They're in a division where it's not going to be easy. You got to beat the other opponents because you might not beat the guys within your division, but you still can be in the playoffs. Just beat the teams you're supposed to beat. The Vikings lost the teams they shouldn't have lost to. But I don't know, Sam. Like, do you feel like them winning playoff games before we get to the next one? Do you think that is an issue? Do you think that is going to hurt the Vikings down the road? Like, are they a threat? Yeah. So I think I think Detroit is a handful. I think Detroit's truly very good and their defense is probably going to get better because they've got young talent there um packers i'm not a hundred percent sold because three weeks ago ron the packers were going to miss the playoffs i mean three weeks ago the packers were six and eight and then they got hot late right like jordan love has looked spectacular for stretches and other stretches he's just a normal dude if not below average so He's he's still pretty topsy-turvy. Unbelievable against the Cowboys. Apparently, the Packers in domes this year were, like, phenomenal for whatever reason. Um, they, they, I think, are more of a mystery. The Lions seem for real, which is amazing because Jared Goff was cast off, right? right. We thought he was a bridge quarterback to the next guy. And now Lions might be sold on Goff for the long term. So it's all very interesting. But Detroit feels very legit to me and i think they're gonna beat tampa bay i think they're going to the nfc championship mm, i don't know I, the way they blitzed i mean I, now, yeah. now again i hope dan campbell is prepared because i know that at this point now that the bucks know they're playing with house money they have nothing nothing they could lose and nobody's gonna do anything to think anything because they beat the eagles and nobody expected them to beat the Eagles. Everybody, you look at all the broadcasts, everybody was picking, just like everybody picked the Cowboys to beat the Packers. Everybody picked the Eagles. Everybody's like, oh, the Eagles are such a good team. Jalen Hurts and the tush push. And I don't know if you saw that too, Sam. They stopped the tush push. They stopped it. They grabbed his face mask and pulled it back. That was that was their strategy. But so yeah. I didn't see that part. I, I guess I stopped yeah. watching the whole part of it. I just saw on the goal line, Vita Vea, Submarine, Jason Kelsey, and then, so that was the other part. It was the face mask grab in the pot in the yeah, pile. Somebody jumped over the top and grabbed his face mask and pulled him back, and they didn't call it. See, I thought he had his shoulder, so it went from shoulder, then maybe grabbed the mask too. Yeah. 
See, I think I know, like I, I saw him jump. I guess I, I should have, like, I wasn't really like staring at the game at that point. Um, but I saw him jump over the pile and I saw him reach. And I thought he was trying to like reach and pull his shoulders back, which technically could be considered a horse collar, but it's not if you don't take it to the ground. Mm-hmm. And so I thought he was trying to do that. So I didn't realize like he went shoulder pad and then face mask, which happens because it's inadvertent. You didn't mean to do it on purpose. Um, but that's interesting. Like, it, but that's the problem too with a rugby scrum. You can't see in there. Like you can't use the replay. Like that's what I hope they don't do is say, hey, we should be able to watch replays um, when quarterbacks or people tell us something happened in the pile. Because you can do that for like a punch or a, a grab of the groin. I've seen guys get punched in the balls and they've watched the pl- replay back to see if that was a disqualification. Um, you know, if somebody spit in somebody's face, they can look at that. Like usually that comes more fines though later. Like the NFL will watch that and say, oh yeah, he spit in his face or something happened because he reacted. Um, and they could, they could disqualify a guy for spitting or getting punched in the balls or whatever. So I hope they don't try to add that. Like, oh, they did grab his face mask in the pile. Okay, let's go watch the replay and see. Like, don't do that. Don't don't protect overprotect the quarterback. You want to do a push push and be a rugby player, rugby players get their head grabbed. Like you you get everything grabbed in a rugby scrum. But we're gonna move on. The Vikings season is over. The Eagles season is over. We should have did another funeral. We could have did a funeral. You're kind of in black. I'm not in black. You could have we could have did a funeral for the Eagles, maybe uh for the Cowboys. Um we probably would do – well, we don't know. The Packers might actually beat the 49ers. Who knows? I honestly would love the Packers to beat the 49ers um, for two reasons, and I'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. We got uh, a read from our sponsors. Today we're brought to you by FanDuel. NFL regular season's wrapped up. But the playoffs are here. And there's still time to get in the action with America's number one sports book. New customers can bet five, get 150. That's guaranteed. Whether the $5 bet wins or loses, you get $150 in bonus bets regardless. And once you've got the 150, the app makes it so easy to, to pick and choose. You can put 30 here, 40 here, five here, 15 here. You, you, you spread it out and you put it on parlays, futures spreads over unders you can go to their explore tab for bet suggestions or build your parlay in the parlay hub the same game parlays are particularly fun plenty of options at fanduel fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel.com slash locked on make your first bet a layup fanduel an official partner of the nfl Well, Sam, before we jump into this uh, off-season wish list of the Minnesota Vikings, like, what do we want the off-season to look like for the Vikings? I personally, at this moment, Sam, I'm torn. I really don't know. Like, there's so much. Like, I could say draft J.J. McCarthy and it's going to work out. It might not work out. And then we all hate it. I could say um, re-sign Justin Jefferson for sure. I think that's a key. We don't know the number. <clears throat> Sorry. We don't know the number he's going to require. You want a stat? While you're drinking your, your coffee, you want a stat that's going to blow you away about Justin Jefferson? Yeah. The Vikings were 1-8 and eight in games this year where Jefferson was healthy. 1-8. One and, one and eight. Mm. How insane is that? So the games he missed were the games... Well, no. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Because they started... Mm-hmm. They started 1-4? One and four. He got hurt in the fourth loss. Then they won five in a row without him. 
And then in the Raiders game, which was their last win, he got hurt in the first quarter. So he didn't really oh, yeah, play. He got the ribs hit. Yeah. So they were one and eight in healthy Jefferson games. Wow. Wow. And healthy Kirk, well, they were what, four and four? Four and four. Four yeah. and four with healthy Kirk. Hmm. Very interesting. That's very interesting. And so when you think about this offseason wish list, Sam, first to pay off the tease, here's the reason why I want the Packers to beat the 49ers. One, it makes the NFC look way better. It does. NFC North, sorry, look way better. You have the Eagles, Lions, NFC North champion. They, the Lions get the host. So Detroit gets the host. I might even fly home for that. Um, Because one, my aunt this weekend uh, passed away. Uh, she was in hospice. And so like I was thinking about going home. I wasn't sure if I was, but I'm like, I don't know if I would go back for the funeral or just go back to see everybody um because like that would be but then like the lions being in the nfc north championship that would be a great reason hobie my former co-host with vikings game day live he's now in detroit working so i can reach out to him and be like hey man like get me get me on the list with you to go into this nfc north championship game and just be in there lomas brown you know friend of the show i know he could probably hook me up and get me in the radio booth with him um so there's a lot of a lot of ways we could skin this cat but I was thinking about that going home. Don't know if I'm going to do it because my daughter's sports like every weekend. It's like, <laughs> I just can't get away. I just can't get away. But I am I, I was seriously considering that. But this is the reason. Conspiracy theory. I don't know if you saw the conspiracy series theory, Sam, about the last couple Super Bowl logos where the colors of the logo were the two teams that had made it. So that's the new conspiracy is that the script is out. Uh, some type of dark shadow group is working um let me see if i can look it up quick nfl super bowl logos um there's a dark shadow group working this and so when you're betting so right now the colors of the logo are purple and red so the teams and and unfortunately like i want the ravens to go um for selfish reasons i mean you can't see it in the shot right now in the wide you can but my ravens helmet back there um play for the ravens drafted me so selfishly but then you also have the red team still in it. You got the 49ers, you got the Chiefs, you now have the Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers are another red option, like taking out the Eagles. So the speculation just continues to mount. It's the only reason, like I'm kind of hoping the Packers knock the 49ers off. Well, two, <laughs> one, so we can get rid of these conspiracy theorists. But then two, so that the uh, the uh, Lions can host if they beat the Buccaneers. Now that'd be crazy if the Buccaneers happen to beat the Lions and the Packers beat the 49ers and the Packers end up going to the Super Bowl. Like, that would be crazy. Or I, then, then at that point, I wouldn't want the Packers to go. I'd rather see the Buccaneers so that people can stop saying that this whole quarterback thing, you know, like you can't win with Kirk Cousins. If you go with Baker Mayfield, you go with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Baker Mayfield right now, though, feels a little Case Keenum-ish. Like, they're starting to ride that wave and they're feeling it. But, you know, I haven't gone through all because, like, you can look up all. There's a lot more Super Bowl <clears throat> uh logos and colors i haven't dived into it yet but i already know like xl was 50 that was in detroit that was uh the steelers and the colors were red and blue so it didn't happen it was like like let it go people like the last couple of years i get it like it was this one's like red and whatever and so they're like oh that was the chiefs eagles it was a little bit of red a little bit of green they they did stop it but looking at this nfl wish list sam other than the fact that i would like to see a lions packers nfc north championship i'm gonna start it off 
I do want to see the Vikings bring Kirk Cousins back. Like, I, I do. I just, I am so worried about this whole let's draft and hope. Let's draft and hope. Because that's what the Pack Panthers did, and it didn't work. That's what the Colts did. Now, Anthony Richardson got hurt, but it didn't seem like it was working. C.J. Stroud worked. So you're telling me one out of three big-time first-round picks is, is the way this has to go. I don't like those odds for the Vikings because of how many other quarterbacks are out there. I don't like Michael Penix. I don't like after watching him against Michigan, I'm just not a fan anymore. Like, I just don't know if he has it. I don't know if he can get it done. Um, he looks stiff. Like, I mean, I'll get, I granted it looked like he was hurt a little bit. So maybe that was part of it. He had all the padding on. So maybe he had like a, la a nagging injury that we just don't know about. But I just worry about that. JJ McCarthy does have the size. Um, Kevin O'Connell, I feel like he can turn him into a Tom Brady possibly. Uh, he didn't have to throw the ball, though, at Michigan. They had a run game. So who knows if he really can throw for 300, 400 yards. Like, can he sit back in the pocket and be a Kirk Cousins? Now, maybe if he sits behind him and learns like Tom Brady did, maybe. But that's that's my early wish list. I want to see them re-sign Kirk Cousins. That's number one on my list, and that's what I'm sticking with. I don't know. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I, I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball. I need them to bolster the edge-rushing position. Um, I think that Regardless of whether you bring back Daniel Hunter, I personally am, am skeptical that's going to happen. You got to go get two pass rushers and then draft another. I mean, you need bodies there. Did you see the rush last night? And not just for Tampa Bay, Ron, but the Eagles too. Like the Eagles on those third downs were harassing Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Early, like when it was still a ball game in the middle, like second and third quarters. The Eagles were were getting home on every single third down because they've got dogs in there. And the Vikings just don't have any interior rush. Um, and outside of Daniel Hunter, didn't have a lot of outside rush. So I look at Bryce Huff from New York, one of the most efficient pass rushers in the league last year. Chase Young would be very fun, mm. very intriguing mm. option. I mentioned that on the roundtable, I think. Chase Young would be one of my favorites. Um also, you could spend big on Brian Burns. Like, there's a lot of options out there. Fix your pass rush and then get another cornerback. You got Byron Murphy. I want one more. I want one more solid starting level cornerback because I, I'm, I'm a little untrustworthy of a Caleb Evans. I don't trust Andrew Booth. Makai Blackman had a nice rookie year. I want one more, one more guy on, on the defense at corner. Um, I think you got to address those important positions. And then offensively, yeah, you're probably mostly set if you bring Kirk back. You've got a tight end. You've got the wide receiver. You've probably got to add some at running back, but your offensive line, you've got the tackles. Like, you've got a lot of pieces on offense. I still need more on defense. And here's the problem, though. So I love that take. Who's the defensive coordinator? That's the problem. Like, is Brian Flores going to make it through this coaching carousel of vacancies? Now, his name which is great, hasn't popped up just yet. Like, there's way too many guys out there. Um, Detroit Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. Like, his name has been popping up. You got, um, uh, what's his name? Brian uh, uh, Bilicek, uh, Bill Bilicek. You know, his name is popping up now because he's out there. You got Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, thinking about leaving and going to the NFL from Michigan because he interviewed. Uh, you got Pierce. Uh, Antonio Pierce with, you know, the Raiders, he's, you know, getting interviewed. Uh, so there, there's a lot of other names taking these early interviews, you know, is Mike Tomlin, cause his contract's coming to an end. Is he going to finally, you know, leave the Steelers on good terms and maybe stay with the front office? Is he going to coach another year? Like who knows? Um, 
he's won the Super Bowl. You know, he's made a lot of money. You know, does he want to keep coaching or does he want to work in the front office? Um, there's a lot of vacancies. And so that's the thought is if you're looking for if I'm Mike Tomlin and Mike Tomlin does this, you know, contract expiring, hasn't, you know, he walked off the podium. I don't know if you saw that with the Steelers when, they, when he was asked about his contract. He just looked at the reporter and walked off. So there's some turmoil there with him and the reporters mm -hmm. probably in his contract. But if he were to leave, Steelers have been a 3-4 defense forever. Forever. I mean, even of the the the, the steel curtain days, they were a four three, but they stood up. Like they had they they were they were the ones that and then you got Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green. They were a rush in outside linebackers in the three four. And Dick LeBeau's been doing it ever since like he's been there forever. They've been doing it ever since. And so you think of like Larry Foote and all those guys that won the Super Bowl when they were there with it with James Harrison. When you think about that, that fits Brian Flores. Like, let's get an aggressive 3-4 defense guy in here. Um, offensively, he's probably learned a lot from Kevin O'Connell. I'm pretty sure he might steal one of Kevin O'Connell's guys to come, you know, with him if he were to go as far as running the offense and being his offensive coordinator. Um, there's also a lot of offense, you know, like quarterbacks, coaches out there that they're getting some offense coordinator names that could go with Brian Flores. But, and again, his name's not on the – like, he's not on the interview list. Like, his season's been over, and you haven't seen, you know, so-and-so has requested – to interview Brian Flores from the Minnesota Vikings. Like, it's not popping up. But to your point, when you look at if – who's the defense? So if they do stick with a 3-4, Brian Flores stays. The list of free agents coming out this year, 2024. Daniil Hunter, can they resign him? Who knows? Like, his market value, does it fit with who else they need to, to uh, sign? Probably not. But you got uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, you got Zadarius Smith. You got Leonard Floyd. You got Josh Allen. Uh, you got Bud Dupree. Um, Skipping some of these names. You got David Mayo. Uh, skipping some more names. Uh, you got Eric Wilson. We remember Eric Wilson, former Viking. He was he was yep. did well here. Um, and, and so when you, you know, and, and there's that's that's like a short list. You got Carter Coughlin. I'm not saying he would be a, a come in guy and, and just take over Dino Hunter, but he could come in and be a special teams guy. He is a free agent with the New York uh Giants this year, unrestricted. Um, he is from Minnesota. Uh, he is a really good special teams player. When you're looking for an athlete to play outside linebacker and special teams, he could be that fifth, sixth linebacker in your room. Um, so there's my Carter Coughlin plug. But that's one thing to look at. I mean, they're, they're, those are the only guys out there right now, Sam, listed on this free agent, scheduled to be a free agent. Now, we know when the season ends, guys can opt out of contracts. Guys can, you know, do other stuff. They can get, you know, uh, mutual, uh, mutual depart you know, from the team, Hey, let's, let's just, let's break up, you know, we'll let you out of your contract. If you're willing to get out of it, uh, that way you can go find a new team. Cause we're probably not going to sign, you know, like if they have one year left on their deal and they're like, Hey, let's just do an extension. No, we don't want to extend you. Let's just go ahead and break it up now. Um, Cause one, when you don't do that, players get disgruntled and they sit out, you know, we've seen diva receivers do that. Unfortunately, it's always my receivers that do it. Um, but we've seen that happen when guys don't get what they want. They sit out, they pile, they don't come to camp until they get their contract or they just go to the training room every day during training camp until they make you the highest paid tight end in the NFL. But with that said, Sam, the, the wish list in the offseason, I like yours. I do like that. But how and when and who's going to be the defensive coordinator? That's the problem. It's like, can you go sign, let's just say Daniil Hunter again, knowing you're going to be in a 3-4? I don't feel like you get enough. I mean, you get the 15 and a half sacks, but then what do you get in the drop rush? Like, you look at TJ Watt, he gives you the drop rush. He gives you the ability to pat balls down. That's not Daniil Hunter's game. He's not good in space. He's not good backpedaling. 
Um, so you got to go find a guy like Bud Dupree or somebody else who's good in space, who can operate in that 3-4 defense and still get after the quarterback like Zadarius Smith at a high clip. So I don't think, you know, I don't know if they would bring Zadarius back. Um, like Brian Flores never had Zadarius, so that's another piece maybe. Maybe Brian Flores can entice Zadarius to say, look, man, I know I know it didn't work out with what's his name, Ed Donatel. I'm not that guy. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to turn you loose. You see what Daniel Hunter did with 15 and a half. I can get you 15 and a half. So Brian Flores is a, is a trinket to go get your outside rush. Another one, though, too. My other wish list one before we jump into the daily three. That's three questions. Going to be about three minutes each today. Defensive back. Like, I want to see a cornerback. Like, we, we know they need a cornerback, Sam. And I look at the NFL draft and you look at the names out there. Here's the problem. Some guys have names because they just like created the name cool to NIL, like Kool-Aid out of Alabama. You know, as you start to read more about him, you start to watch a little bit more tape. Uh, he's good, but is it because Alabama was, you know, like the rush, the way the Alabama defense played? Um, like Joey Porter dropped to the second round. Great pick for the Steelers. Who cares? He was great as a first rounder. That's the ones I want the Vikings to try to find. Can you find that second round diamond in the rough? Because they've tried it year and year, and it hasn't really worked out. I'd say stay away from Clemson DBs. But can they find a guy? Uh, again, I like the kid out of, out of Penn State uh, from Detroit. He's good. He's long. Uh, the Big Ten corners. I mean, Benjamin St. Juice, late round pick. Terrell Smith, late round pick, all ended up. Jordan Houghton, late round pick, all Big Ten guys, all ended up playing this year. Uh, look at the guy, Trey Palmer, receiver, Nebraska, killed it for the Buccaneers, late round pick. Maybe I'm a little Big Ten biased, but it feels like Antoine Winfield from the Big Ten. It feels like Big Ten guys are really just, you know, stepping up when it matters. So I'm a little biased, though. I do know. And I watch way more Big Ten football than I watch of anything else. So that's why I know a little bit more about those guys like Penn State and so on and so over J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. Um, but that's where I would, I would look at corners. Like who's – and here's one that will be interesting next year. Because, like, let's go to 2025. I'm jumping ahead. Will Johnson, number two for Michigan. Michigan. Looks like, you know, plays like Charles Woodson, uh, long, athletic. He has – you know, he's, he's coming back. He'll be eligible to enter the draft. Um, that's another young kid that – might not go like early first, but could be a first round pick for the Vikings in 2025. So can you find another corner this year? And then you have your quarterback already. And now then the next year you go say, let's go draft like an Xavier Rhodes or Rhodes closed type guy. Because now, like you said, you've added to the pass rush. Because again, Super Bowls aren't like, I get it. People want to win every year. You can't. The Eagles aren't going to win. They're not going to win this year. Like you don't win every year. Like you can get close, but only one person can win. So you got to kind of figure out how to build this. The Lions, they built it. The Lions struggled and built it. But we got a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to do the daily three. That's three questions. We'll take about a minute each today. We'll be back after this. We're brought to you today by Jace Medical. Let me tell you about the, the realities of life. Things don't always go to plan. Sometimes there are supply chain shortages. Sometimes you get sick. It's flu season right now. Flu season's tough right now. Uh, and maybe the farm, maybe it's tough to get in to see the doctor. Maybe it's tough to get your prescription filled in your normal pharmacy. Um, your kids get sick a lot. Maybe they're going to daycare like mine. So you want to be prepared. You want to have the right medicines in order. The Jace case is a pack 
of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and others. That's stuff that could happen to anybody. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician. Medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. And we can help with that cost as well because it's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com, use our offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com, offer code locked on for $20 off your Jace case. Well, it's time for the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. All right, Ron. When I wrote this question for you, the Pistons hadn't played yet last night. They actually won. The Pistons won again. So the Wolves are going into <laughs> Detroit tomorrow, and Detroit is 4-36. and 36. What margin of victory will the Wolves have in Detroit, or will they get stunned uh, by the Pistons? The problem with the Pistons tanking is there's nobody to tank for. So that's the thing. Like You can't draft Caitlin Clark. Uh, well, you could, but you, I don't think it would work. Uh, but you you can't go get like LeBron James. You know, you can't go back in time and and, and find a six eight, two hundred fifty pound phenom out of high school. So the Pistons right now are just playing for pride because clearly they're going to have the first round pick. Maybe they'll trade it for a bunch of other picks and maybe a player even. Um, but the margin of victory for the Wolves, I think, is going to be a, a, a probably eighteen piece. I'd say the 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 one thing the Wolves have been doing is really closing teams out by halftime. And they're really putting their foot on their throat in the third quarter and then kind of relaxing in the fourth. That's some of these games they've blown people out. Um, on the road, though, it is tough. Uh, the Lions, the city of Detroit is a little bit excited right now about the Lions. Maybe the Lions winning is giving the Pistons a little bit of hope. Not, not, not hope to do anything but win maybe 10 games this year, but a little bit of hope. But I, I think they win by 18. 18? I like it. 18. What do you think? I'm going to go 12. I think they'll okay. just mess around a little too much. And they'll need a big fourth quarter. It's easy to overlook a team like that. Um, Ron, let me give you the matchups for the divisional round. I want you to tell me your favorite in the NFL. Texans, Ravens, Packers, 49ers, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. Which of those four do you like the most? Oh, well, I definitely like the Chiefs Bills because you got Josh Allen and, jo and, and Mahomes again. Uh you're so you're gonna see that whole like, you know, we've seen a bunch of pictures of of uh What's his name? All the Bills players having to watch the Chiefs celebrate, which I feel like there's going to be another year of that, of Stefan Diggs standing as the confetti fall, or not the confetti because it's not the NFC or AFC championship, uh, but you'll see Stefan Diggs standing there watching the, the them celebrate or something and walking off again, mad, maybe leaving the locker room again. Um, but this is the year the, the Chiefs don't really have too many weapons, but they do have weapons. Um, but my favorite in that one, honestly, I, I, Packers 49ers. Like, I'm very intrigued by this game now. Like the fact that the Packers could possibly knock off the 49ers and really shock the world because everybody was picking the 49ers. I, I'm I'm a fan of chaos. So I want chaos to happen. I would like it to be the Packers. So that's the one I'm watching the most. 49ers Packers. Throughout against Lamar. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Texans mm. Ravens. Um, in closing, I want a quick prediction from you. Where do Harbaugh and Belichick land in the head coaching search? Belichick, Cowboys, Harbaugh, <sighs> probably Chargers. Um, for the simple fact that they have a quarterback, uh, and he he's a he's a quarterback guru, so maybe he can get Herbert because they they've gone defense and that didn't work. Now they need to get a quarterback coach in there that can really 
unlock what Herbert has. I think it's Harbaugh to to, to uh, the Chargers if he decides to go, um, and then Belichick to the Cowboys because it feels like that's where everybody's pointing it. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that one. Um, I'm gonna go Atlanta, Belichick, and Harbaugh stays at Michigan, gets a big raise. Mm, maybe I like that one too, though. Well, make sure you guys look uh, find Locked On Sports uh, 24 seven. On our YouTube stream, just search Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube, and you have to subscribe, but you can find all your favorite sports shows around the clock. It's Vikings, Wild Wolves, Twins, and Gophers all hours of the day. You get the roundtable, you get the Ron Johnson show, and you get the Minnesota football party. Also, all the Twins talk, the the basketball party, because these number one Wolves, we're going to take them all into the championship, so make sure you guys stick around for that. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Have a great Tuesday, people. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.